Blog Talk Radio. appreciate everybody that's tuning in tonight. Um, oh, I don't like that setting either. We are sitting over here messing with settings. I think David Flowers has went live. He's my co-host. And, of course, we have John Stevens, founder of Virginia Paranormal Events, on with us this evening because we, every third Tuesday of every month, that's what we talk about is the upcoming event. So take it away, John Stevens. It's Five time with John Stevens tonight. If we get that far, if we get that far. Well, it's, yeah, we're we're probably uh, will be censored at some point tonight. Uh, that, that is almost a guarantee. Right, and, you know, I was thinking back when we had um, it was like Holly and. Somebody else on the show back in like uh, it was early fall last year, and we got to talking about <laughs> it turned into a, a sex fest on it. Oh uh, yeah, Tracy, Tracy like, Ann, yeah, hi Shayla. <laughs> it got got out. Uh, yeah, Tracy, that's Tracy right. Tracy Ann, we were talking about her rose. It was yeah. The rose. That's right, the rose. Yes, the rose. That's correct. I remember. And the, and the local, uh, the local fun shop suddenly ran out of roses the next day, yeah. and they couldn't figure out why. <laughs> now, I'm trying to spice things up without a rose, though, but. Uh, how y'all been doing? I'm doing well. Other than getting wrecked, we're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, how about the? Uh, so y'all been having some busy nights at the Manor House. I'm on. I'm on track to have a record month this month. Yeah. And that's Monday. Monday, yeah. Wednesday, and Saturday, 9 p.m. And. Yeah. Which you probably average in each of those nights. Right now, our average is 30 plus. Well, we had 50. 30 plus. Yeah. Wow. So, Saturday night, we had 53. Yeah. 53? Yeah. What did you do 
all this people. Spread into your groups. Yeah, we split okay. them. Yeah. yeah. That's that's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, and you know, the thing is, is that you don't have 53 people that do that if you do a sucky job. <laughs> so word of, word of mouth spreads. Yeah. And y'all do a good job, and the place takes care of itself, and and. Uh, and then the people show up. Yeah, yeah. I would say I, know, I think right? I do a much better job. Actually, I said um, Jerry outside just goes away. Do what? <laughs> He's well, boring. Maybe there's some yeah. video. Maybe yeah, there's I, some video that. Yeah, I say Jerry outside just shows some legs. <laughs> well. That's how I met you on the corner. Came back. Pimp David. That's that's how I met him. Pimping, pimping him. <laughs> hey, Brian. <laughs> All right. So one night David was sitting there eating a snowball. Hey, Ryan. And John Stevens just happens to come on at the same time he's eating a snowball. And then that so that's how John Stevens got the name, aka Snowball. And I guess we'll just call David Flowers Pimp Daddy now that he's being pimped out on the corner. What better name? Well, have y'all had anything happen at the uh, at the manor house? Uh, um, it's impossible, but with so many people there, it's really hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we, we've gotten a few EVPs. And um, the other night, got a strange flickering of the um, laser grid yeah, yeah. that I can't really explain. Oh, well, what about, you know, I mean, last night's EVP? There. You, never, you never can tell. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, that. Um, we got, the, I was talking about the boy with his EVP last night, the one that was asking that question. Did you join the crowd last night? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he got a decent Yeah, we had 36 last night. Wow. 36 people. Yeah, I'm going to have Oh, yeah. 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 Last year, I was scared. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was scared last year, but this year, it's come back with a vengeance. Yeah. That's great. Um, and, you know, there, I was uh, thinking of some other things today as far as, um, there are a lot of other places now starting to provide like ghost tours and, and that sort of thing, which is always a fun thing to do. Um, uh, and I made, I made a quick list. Uh, Bacon's Castle is now doing some, like every other weekend, Saturday night ghost tours. Um, and then also the Berkeley has a They've been doing the whole month of July, every Saturday, every Friday night, uh, ghost tour. So they got another one this Friday, and then the 28th, and then uh, 
say that they haven't put that on the calendar. But it's, it's less than $20 for that ghost tour. And anytime you can get into Berkeley and have a good uh, tour and stuff like that for under $20 is really good. Yeah. Um, Berkeley, that's there on 10, right? Uh, five. <laughs> five. Yeah, that's what I meant. Five. Hey, Christina. Yeah. Um, and everybody knows how I feel about Berkeley, but I, I recently even learned more stuff about Berkeley I didn't know. I went to a kind of like a Civil War roundtable and hey, listened Joshua. to an expert that, uh, that talked about um, the troops and everything there. And there was a lot of stories I'd never even heard about um, regarding Berkeley. So it just even adds to the to the drive up. There is a there is a investigation gonna happen at Berkeley. Um, that is gonna be on the twelfth of August. Okay. Um, Flu Mary Productions is putting on a uh, a tour. Highly recommend anybody taking that tour because it is really a I, I say tour. It's an investigation. Starts at I believe seven or eight o'clock, and it goes it'll go till midnight, I believe. And to be in a place like Berkeley at night and investigate the house is really amazing because there you put stuff down there, it just starts going off. Uh, it's there's been a lot of it's been several people die in that house. Of course, they had a lot of uh, funerals in that house over the years. And the property has seen its share of death from the Indian Wars, Revolutionary War, and Civil War cabinet with 100,000 soldiers um, that landed there at Berkeley 100 and were stationed there. And anytime you get that many men together in one place, somebody's bound to get shot or stabbed or something like that. And that's right. what happened. Yeah. So, um, and obviously going all the way back to the, uh, there was an Indian massacre on the property. Of course, you can go back further. It's one of those places where they, they landed and had the first Thanksgiving. So a lot of history on that ground. It's, a, it's definitely a gem in the, in the, that no one else has in yeah. this country. So. Get a chance to see that place. Even if you do tours on Friday nights, they could be a lot of fun. I had an interesting thing happen to me while I was on a tour there uh, about five years ago, and um, I'll never forget it because hey, it was one of, the, one of the first. Uh, hey Rachel, um, and Rachel will be at Berkeley that night, uh, so. Y'all want to go and um, make sure you check that out. The uh, during the tour, um, you know, they tell ghost stories, and, and you're, you're hearing it from the people that work there that give these tours. So these ladies, there were two of them that were leading the tour. They are also responsible for locking up when they leave. They go in, they make sure everything's okay. They run the tour through, then they're the last ones to leave, and they lock up. And so they, they've had a lot of experiences of things like when they arrive um, 
on their shift if they if they're work if they're there early. Um, they will go into the house and there will be things out of place that they were the last ones to leave the night before and they come back and things are out of place the next day. Um, during the tour that I was on, a couple of things were happening. This was at Halloween. They were doing these tours um, and weekends in uh, October. And so we were, there was a lot of people on this tour. So I was, I, I had moved out into one of the hallways there between the room, um, which used to be a kitchen back in the um, 70s, 60s and 70s. It was the indoor kitchen. It, it was a bedroom. Um, and then they, they turned it into a kitchen and the family was living there. And then they were telling some stories about things that had happened. And I was uh, kind of standing, there's a, a little stretch of a hallway there between that and the great hall, the, the main hall that runs the length of the, in the center of the house. And I'm standing there and I kept hearing this knocking sound. And, uh, you know, I'm like looking up and I said, where's that coming from? And so I, I kind of meandered out into the hallway, and the other tour guide was staying there. And I came out, and I said, you hear that, right? She goes, and she just smiled, and she said, we always hear this um, all the time. And I said, it's like literally, I mean, it's, you can hear it. And she goes, um, and then about that time, you can hear almost like a walking, but really fast, from one end of the house to the other on the floor above us, you know, wooden floors. You, can, you can't mistake that. And I said, what about that? And then about that time, another girl comes out, and she goes, yeah, I was hearing the same thing. I said, what is that? And she said, we think it's the previous owner.
realized they were holding a candle. Because they turned, and I could see the candle going away. And I could see them walking away, away from the window. And I was just like, I couldn't get my camera up fast enough. And now, you know, now I'm taking pictures, but I'm not catching anything because I totally missed like that three or five second window you had to capture right, something. Right, right. And I'm, I'm like, I cannot believe what I just saw. I literally saw an apparition with a candle. And I'll tell you why I know it's an apparition. Because I had left the last one to leave the house with the tour guide. Uh, she locked up. As soon as I walked out, she was right behind me. She shut the door and locked it. And I said, and I turned to her at that point, and I said, now what do y'all do? And she goes, well, we don't go back in there. You know, we go. Um, and once we're through with the tour, we go home like y'all did. So we're, we're done, and we set the alarm and all that stuff so that um, Charles said he's fine, and we'll come out there if anything goes off, and they come out all the time yeah. because things go off. And um, what I saw, I don't have any proof of. But I saw it, and I was, like, stunned I saw it because that's how clear it was. So, why, you know, no one would be standing in the window holding a candle. You know, if it was one of the workers, they would be, you know, busy work. They wouldn't even be up there in the first place because nobody goes right. up to that third floor. They always stay on the, the main floor. Third floor was the family living quarters. Um, that third floor was also the spot where um, Benjamin Harrison, with his twin daughters, all three of them were struck by lightning and killed. Damn. Oh, my. Are we going to deal with another lag? And air? Testing. Hello? I disappeared. Look, Point four ninety five a person. <laughs> Welcome back. Y'all were still on, right? Yeah. Okay. No, we I, I don't know. I just saw oh, everything disappeared. I was gone, Shayla. Just I'll well, talk about it. Okay, I'm sorry, John. I'll I was talking with uh, Dave. Uh, uh, I want to, you know, do a shout out to several people, Ronnie. Oh, if you're still okay, Paul, I'm, I'm jealous, Paul. Josh, Rachel. 
Rachel, I want to hear about uh, That's just Paradelia Magnolia Grange investigation. Sorry if it made that. Um, so there have been some events that have happened since we last met. There was a uh, TWC at the uh, at St. Albums. Uh, there was Gettysburg Bash last weekend, and, and I keep saying what year I'm going to go, but I think I think definitely next year I'm going to go. Uh, they look like they had a blast this year. Biggest crowd I think uh, they've had in a while, and uh, which is really cool. The uh, Hamilton High School investigation that went on as well. Um, so there were a lot of things. There was the cabin on 360 event uh, this past weekend too. So. I know that there were there is a lot of things going on right now, um, and there are a lot of things that are going to be coming up. Yeah. So, um, paranormal events in Virginia. Okay. If, if, if you allow it, allow me the paranormal minute. You have John, the paranormal. John, we'll give you two minutes. Yeah, you have the whole floor. Go for it. Here we go again. Here we go again. So Hanover Tavern, <laughs> Hanover Tavern, this weekend, um, there's a foresight investigation um, there. And uh, so check out their, check out my page. You have the link to the, to get tickets to that. That's a, that's a really cool place to go. GWC is going to be at the Exchange Hotel on the 29th of July. Yes, I'm still on. Hold on. Testing. Just say that you were working well. I just asked you. 
get his autograph, um, and, and Dennis. But Dennis is an old pro, and this was the unveiling of the new Gene Wells. So, uh, and then also on the 23rd of September, there's a paranormal lockdown at Hill Road. Redheaded stepchild now. Mansion, 
which is actively seeking to be a year-round, full-time place to go investigate. Contact John Cushman at the Octagon and uh, for your private investigations or have the house do both type of thing. It's your group of people. These are not, these are not like uh, you know, waiver bills and things like that that cost $1,500, $2,000 a night to have people just to make it affordable. You know, you, these are places that are, are you know, doable uh, with, with a small group. The Exchange Hotel does things, um, just have to contact them. They do it from, I believe, 6 to midnight. Tracy Bruner, you can contact her at Exchange. Last time for Tracy, but it's been, it's been about a year, so it was about $300 for the night. Um, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Six, six people, that's six bucks a person. Yeah, and I think over, there was a number, and anything over a certain period of miles per person or something like that. Some places people have to consider, you know, you know getting a group together and going you know, we did St. Albans last year as a as a small group. It's nothing like being you basically have whole place to yourself. That's cool, Ron. Yeah, and uh, I need to hear more from that Paranormal and the stuff that goes on down there. Uh, that's a good group. Uh, they do a lot of good stuff. Uh, and that's a that's a good point. Thank to pay you have Bedford uh, Bedford's no D Day Memorial there and no one's ever you need to go to that. Yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't go in, in June when it's eighteen uh, the anniversary of the uh, D Day. But it is really yeah, have it all. Uh really a great to, uh, to tour, and it's moving, and it's a great art there, amazing, um, to the, that whole D-Day invasion. Um, famous, famous, that it was Bedford, Virginia, but for the Bedford Bulls, and they lost uh, more people. Uh, from Bedford, uh, Perva, than anyone else here, anyone else, anywhere else in, in the United States, and that's why they built the memorial. So, um, Gene uh, must have heard about him and decided to come on, but Gene will talk you about coming up and asking for my autograph at Tampa. <laughs> yes, I see Mr. Moist. Jerry, Jerry, Donna and I went, went two or three weekends ago, um, and really had a lot of fun. Cool. Um, John, do you know if Berkeley rents out a private investigation? Um, I think they did. 
about the rules and everything like that. So she does allow groups like Flaveric's um, group, because she's used to them. And they may be the only group that's allowed to do a donation to Animal Rachel may be, and she's still on the other side. And the reason, reason is, is they, it is a museum with priceless artifacts. And they do not want it happening to those. Um, and not that anybody go in and steals something or breaks something, but this happened. And they are allowing you into this and, and now allowing you to take pictures and stuff like that at, at night. Um, but the lady that's doing that, she's very protective of the house and she's always in the house. So when a group leaves, yell at them, but everything's going. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Gotcha. And which is good. Um, yeah. So she's protective of it. Um, these events that they do at Berkeley, and they do, they did one back in either December or January. It was, I think it was one of those months. Um, and typically, they will more money doing these events than they would all week, you know. So that's why they allow it. They just don't want to probably go all wild with it. Um, but at the time, Berkeley, and the part of it is, is Berkeley's privately owned. Don't get any Trump and government whatsoever. Yeah. Berkeley is next to Shirley, uh, isn't it? Uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, right down the road. Yeah, I was gonna say they're fairly close. I like Shirley. Yeah, Shirley's nice, and they do a ghost tour at uh, Halloween and stuff like that as well. Um, Shirley is known the longest uh, lineage living in the same house, so the Carters. I don't know how many generations of Carters, but they, the ones that are 1600s are still living there. Mm-hmm. So it's the longest business uh, uh, operation in America. Gotcha. Continual business. But what a great, uh, it's a great house. It'll not change again. Nobody lives here. So Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't want these 
people staying sticking around. Don't need them wandering off, you know, because um, they wouldn't let us at, at night like that at 6 o'clock. Like they wouldn't let us leave the their eyesight. Interesting. So. If, if, uh, it's their personal house. They live there. But if they're going to open it up and charge it all in person, they need to relax a little. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, uh, and then they tie it in with, uh, they've done this in the past, but they tie it in with two other locations, starting before at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Berkeley was one of them. And the other, uh, the bed breakfast there, so, uh, where Crop has done investigations. Uh, I, I'm sorry, someone's going to have to find that place. But anyway, so they've done like a three home tour. Thirty bucks or something like that. This was about a couple of years ago. I don't think last year or not. It started early in the afternoon. It's like they wanted to, because they wanted the old with about the starry dark. I mean, they wanted it. So, uh, I'm hoping that uh, Paul is still living or he's been called up. Yeah, I want to go there. Uh, but That's where I'd like to go. Yeah, I am your biggest fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. I just have to be big. So that makes me the biggest fan. <laughs> No, he's 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 got to be snowball. That, that's like snowball. Okay.
um, they are now, you know, doing not only these private investigations, but they're also doing a lot of, and covert paranormal, um, doing a lot of starting uh, to do their own events, which is cool, because that means different locations, like Hamilton High um, has really done several events in the last months and going to be doing more, um, and that's a and that's that's the location. And the owners are very very nice, very accepting, and of course, um, you know, John Sullivan and and the teams that you work with, they're doing it right. You know, they they make sure that they take care of this. They 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 leave the house in great shape. They want to go to add something to it um, so that it just gets better and better. Um, so yeah, Ronnie Anderson saying B and B's we book as many rooms that are to be that would be to investigate the location but they did on it ever. I think we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, there are uh, a lot of places outside of Virginia that are are worth doing rest to and going to. Uh, Recently, I've known some people to to do investigations down in Wilmington and things like that. And so those are good. I love, uh, I love when people in Savannah and they tell all about the cool stuff that they did there. Um, And I've known people to stay in bed breakfasts at um, New Orleans and have her. It's tough to do it, but there's um, uh, same thing with somebody was telling me about Key West, and they kept uh, hearing noises all night, and it wasn't outside; it was inside their room. Oh, huh. interesting. But uh, that sort of thing. So it's a lot of these places never get investigated. Uh, and I'll and I'll tell this story. So there was a there was a dead breakfast up um, stand, and it was uh, it was at one time known as the uh, Inn in Old Virginia. Changed hand, and ended up having didn't do people rise business went under, and. and Auction and somebody bought, but now in this, in, uh, but it's a great location. Now, so I'll tell you what the story is behind it. So uh, somebody close to me was a part owner, part business owner. This was before they turned into a bed breakfast, but they were planning on turning it into a bed breakfast. They had to go to the property 
now. They have a barn that they converted into commerce up there. And the house has um, two or three rooms for stairs. I got 
very little sound. Not shot out of that bed like something's coming coming out of the out of the, the closet or the bathroom or the or it's coming out the door or something at me. I just have to go and put the the night light on in the bathrooms so that it shot some light into the into the room and not, you know, because it's black and one time and I'm and light was coming in the from the spoon. And so I uh supposed to be a fun evening of you know, relaxation, you're in a beautiful place and I was a nervous wreck all night. I just I just kept imagining waking up and sitting you know, leaning over me in the bed. Typed yourself out. Uh, I did. I, I, in fact, I, even earlier that night, I had those spots out, and I was trying to um, got my recorder and I set it up. I was doing some EVP sessions and things like that, and trying to. Um, it's like you know what? You're probably just asking for trouble, man. You got to sleep here the, the whole night, so you. Um, it would have been so bad that I was by myself. Yeah, at the um, work did and stuff. Where we're when we're not even in it. Right. So I think that night you were trying to get some, so they they were never coming out. So if you had just rolled over and went to sleep, probably would have got woke up. Exactly why I stayed awake or kept one eye open while I was left. <laughs> so, getting ready for the uh, Am I getting ready for what? Sorry to bring up that. She getting ready for the military? Yes. For September? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Can we talk about something else? Uh, cheerful like goats. <laughs> no, but I was, uh, I wonder if uh, I saw where John Likens was down, Doc was down at um, bar. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he did any investigating while he was down there. No, we got we got to bring him back on the show. Doesn't we, look like. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. Because he was he was scheduled to come on. Yeah, yeah. We'll have yeah, to get him back on. I'm sure Savannah does have a lot of uh, upset.
Ronnie wants to know where Southwest Richmond is. Where's that at? Southwest Richmond. Where's Southwest Richmond at? Southwest of Richmond. Yeah. Thank you. 
dollars. Um, and uh, it's was a hard-drinking sinner with blood on my hands. I was a hard-drinking sinner, a gun in my hands, drinking 40 pounds for dinner till I met a big man. And the man said, how do we do? How do we do? Paranormal Show Studios, if I can get the words out of my mouth, my kitchen. 
So there's that. Hope everyone has had a good week so far. I know it's only Tuesday, so the week isn't that old yet, but I hope it's good. Hope it's been good. Boy, I got a little, little mark on my computer there. You know, we had a um, we had an investigation at the cabin on Saturday night, first one since April, and I think uh, everyone had a good time. Since you know, there was some activity caught, which is always a good thing to have a public investigation. Um, and everyone who uh, who came out said they want to come back, so that was nice. It was it was a small group of uh, which is nice to uh, you know. I mean, I do like the big crowds out there, but, you know, it is nice to have a small group of people out there as well. Kyle Mangus, what up? What's up, Kyle? How are you? There she is. So my, co- my co-host is with the most. This has popped on. So I'm going to go ahead and add her to the stream here. What is hey. up? How are you? Good. Have you up and it's running and it's going fine and oh. literally like five minutes before time like maybe three minutes it's like you need to reboot and it starts counting down and i'm like <laughs> technical difficulties for show yeah yep but it's all good i'm glad you're here yeah hanging with hanging with How us are you? it's good i'm good i mean you know it is national brenda day so national brenda, national day. brenda day so i mean Honestly, I'm surprised we have any viewers at all. <laughs> For sure. Because they'd be out celebrating everyone, all things Brenda. Way to go, Brenda. It's your day, Brenda. <laughs> National Brenda Day. It's also National uh, Sour Candy Day, and I do love a good sour candy. I don't, you know, I used to not when I was younger, but I like sour candy now. Now you weren't a big sour candy candy fan growing no, up. No, but now I like it. You said like it, it hurts like right here when I have like and eight sour candy. Yeah. <laughs> there was this bubblicious gum. It was like sour apple gum, and it used to come. It used to, have, yeah. used to come in a four pack. It was like Paradise Punch, regular gum, maybe watermelon, and then sour apple, and that was always the worst like flavor. Yeah. Even like Jolly Sour Apple Jolly Ranchers, those, those are always the ones that got left behind. Like, like I can feel that in my teeth. You just saying it. Yeah. <laughs> you chew it, and you're like your jaw starts hurting because it's like it's like an endurance test, you know. But they flavor only lasts for like a minute, and then it's all just like chewing rubber. Yeah. Or buying the those atomic fireballs. Remember those things? You got to keep oh, it in your God. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be like the the longest like two minutes of your life because it's like super hot, you know, and you're like <laughs> challenging your friends. Yeah, like, you're like putting it in and out of your mouth. It's like in, out, in, out. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have like in a, you'd have it in a napkin and be all the napkin be like all blood red because. <laughs> I mean, we had we had the fireball challenge growing up. You need you need Tide Pods or have to drink laundry detergent. <laughs> Back in my day, we slept on, we slept on fireballs. <laughs> uh, times have changed. Yep. So, anywho, it's also World Listening Day. So, 
if you're listening to this right now, you're celebrating with us because it's the World Listening Day. If you listen at all day at anything, you were just celebrating National Listening Day. A world is celebrating day. all day. All day. <laughs> all day. Mm. So we had a, we especially we definitely have got the holiday spirit. Yes. You know, Brenda. Sorry, I was going to be Brenda. Whenever I hear Brenda, I think of nine hundred two one zero. Oh my God! Yes, Brenda Walsh. This is her day. My uh, my my friend John. I think her his mom's name was Brenda, or is Brenda? Brenda, maybe not. God, hope he's not listening, which he probably isn't. But if he is, I'm sorry. Pull the brain part. So, um, we got Rachel Bradley on the on the show tonight. Excited. She's in the queue. Yet, I'm excited. Listening to us talk about Brenda <laughs> and Fireballs. So let's go ahead and bring her on the show because I know she wants to join us. Fun conversation. We got Sandra listening to us. John Stevens, what's up, CR? Hey, John Stevens. Hey, Kyle. No Brenda's yet, so we gotta work on that. Any any more Brenda's in our chamber? She was such a Brenda. She was such. She was such a Brenda. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) You're the brandiest Brenda I know. (laughs) So much as in your your uh, Andrew Brenda. She was such a. Just read the new thing. Could be such a Brenda. Oh my God. Totally. Okay. I gotta uh, stop myself. Now we're gonna make the Karen's mad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> what is up, Rachel? How are you? I'm good. How are you, Ryan? I'm good. You're not a Brenda, are you? I am not a Brenda. Okay. And I do know a Brenda. It's actually one of my best friend's moms. Um, I grew up with my whole entire life. Her name was Brenda, sweetest lady you'd ever meet your whole entire life. So, so there are good Brendas uh, out there. There are good friends. Okay. Now, Karen, you know, I've got a cousin with, named Karen. Karen. She's I pretty do cool. I work with a very cool Karen. Yeah, there are cool Karens. <laughs> yes, there are. You got yeah. the word care in their name, so they can't be that bad. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they care yeah, too sorry, much. I was going to make it tonight, guys. He oh. um, had a friend that had an emergency that he had to go help, so he was like, you just go do your thing and, you know. I'll watch later, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, I mean, hey, Rhonda, it's very nice to meet you finally, too. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you either, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure our paths will cross soon enough. So. Yes, ma'am, they sure will. Yeah, Austin couldn't make it either. He's uh, He's got some stuff going on, but it's all good. We, we, we're we going to hold the fort down, well, I'm, as they I'm say. Still nice. I'm still representing. Nice. <laughs> there we go. So. There we go. So he's being I represented. I love, I love those boys. They are just the best thing since sliced bread with so many words. So yeah, they're really cool. Anything goes wrong, it's Austin's fault tonight. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like Austin or uh, or it's Brenda's fault. Freaking Brenda. All the sour candy that everybody's eating today, or they're not being active listeners. Yeah. So <laughs> we have a lot of we have lots of avenues to blame other than ourselves. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Which I do every single show. They're my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say hi to everybody that that's on. Hey, Angela. Hey, Kyle. Hey, John. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Lori. Hey, Sandy. You know, thank you all for joining in and watching. John Stevens says he's such oh. an Austin. Yeah, he is such an Austin. You're right. <laughs> he's such a decent son of Brenda, though. 
All the, all the Brendas out there, we're just kidding. We love Brendas. We are we, we are we're total Brendas. Yes. Yeah. I, I decorated my Brenda tree, you know, and they sang Brenda carols. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Brenda. Okay. It is fun. It's, just, it's just a fun word to say, Brenda. Yeah. So getting off the Brenda train, which, you know, is never a fun thing, but we have to get off the Brenda train for a little bit and talk about the paranormal. I know it sucks, but we got to do it because it's a freaking awesome paranormal show, not the freaking awesome Brenda show, which I knew yeah. I should change the name to the freaking awesome Brenda show. Um, yes, yeah, so focus. I think I lined up Brenda for a second. Uh, so let's go back. Let's go back to the very beginning. A very good place to start, as they say in the sound of music. What got you into the paranormal? Like, what were you growing up? Did you grow up with it? Did it something that just happened, like, recently? How did um, you get into this whole thing? So my dad, before he passed, was a huge sci-fi fan, a huge Trekkie, so I, and a huge Stephen King horror fan. So, you know, my parents were really cool. You know, they were you know, one of those cool couples in so many words. Um, so, you know, I started out watching, like, Stephen King's It and Cujo and The Exorcist and stuff when I was very young. Um, and then I tell this story to a lot of people, and they're like, are you kidding me? So I have a childhood trauma, as I call it, in so many words, quotations, from a clown that my grandma had got me um, that was like a three-foot porcelain clown that used to sit in my bedroom with me. Well, I told my parents, and I had no brothers or sisters, so let me pretext that, um, that just there was just something off with this clown. So every night I would put this clown in the chair that was in my bedroom seeing the wall. Well, every morning when I woke up, that clown in that chair would be turned around facing me. So I didn't think anything about it until later on until I got into the paranormal. But I think there was something maybe attached to that clown um, because the, 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 the ending – game with that clown was I had completely turned it around facing the wall like away from my bed while that one next morning when I woke up that chair was beside my bed and that clown was out of the chair on my nightstand staring at me when I woke up so I was like yeah no I'm, I'm, I'm done I'm, I'm good I'm good um but then with the passing of my father I lost my father when I was 14 to cancer um very tender age very hard on me because I was only child I was a daddy's girl um, but, you know, people have said it was just my grief coming through and it was just me wishing that I would have seen him one more time before he passed. But, um, I had the most vivid and lucid dream about him, um, one night where I knew it was him coming to see me, um, because he told me things that, you know, he told me his whole entire life before he passed where he wanted to retire to and stuff like that. And, um, he told me that, you know, he knew I loved him, that he was always going to be here for me. He was always going to watch over me throughout my whole entire life. But he wanted to show me where he was living now. He wanted to show me his heaven. So um, he took me to a cabin in the middle of the woods with a little creek with a waterfall. And my whole entire life, he said, when I retire, that's what I'm going to live in. It's a cabin in the middle of the woods. I'm going to play my music. I'm going to drink my beer. I'm going to smoke my cigarettes. Um, and it was just, it was such a real dream that, from that point on, I knew there was something that was beyond our existence that we have in this in this life. You know, I am a firm believer that we're just 
what we live in now is just a vessel. Our souls do move on to other lives. There's been people in my life I've met um, that I, I know I have known in past lives. So, you know, that was the main main thing that got me into it. And then I just happened to be invited um, on my first ghost hunt back in 20, oh, God, 20, 2019 or 2020. I've been on so many investigations since I can't ever remember. Um, but um, that really solidified me wanting to be in the paranormal community and really dive into everything that is paranormal. I want to learn more and pretty much how it all started. And here I sit on the freaking awesome paranormal show. So, hey, <laughs> it all works out. <laughs> you know, I had um, my mom passed away uh, back in 2006 of uh, heart problems. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, upset like you were. And uh, a few months after after she, she had passed away, I, I had a dream like you had. And it was so real. She came back to me, and she was saying, like, I'm not like, and I, I knew she had passed away, and I told her that. I'm like, look, I, I was at the funeral. She's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I just went away. I'm, I was sick, but I came back or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I was dreaming it, it felt like we were just, things were back to normal again. Everything was fine. We were good. I remember just, you know, in, in the kitchen with her, she's making dinner. It felt like she was back, and it was, like, so – it didn't even question it. Like, like – It was so good. Yeah. I mean, it didn't have yeah. any reason to make – I was just sort of happy to have her back. And yeah. um, and then you, when you woke – I woke up from the dream, and it was so real. It almost felt like losing her again. It did. Yeah. But, yeah, but on a on – a, like, a, like a smaller scale and stuff, but it's like – you know. it's, it's it's weird how you can have such a lucid, vivid dream about someone that's so dear mm-hmm. and near to you, you know, raised you, gave you life, um, you know, made you the person, helped to make you the person that you are today. And, you know, and that was one other thing, my, you know, when my dad, in that dream, my dad said, you know, I can only come back and visit you three times for, you know, the rest of your, the rest of your days. Um, and when I come back to visit you, it'll be during the most trying times of your life. And I literally have had three very trying times in my life where my dad came back and visited me and said, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. I, I've got you. You know, I will always have you. I will always be over you, looking over you, making sure that you're okay. But this right now is when you need me. You'll always, you're always going to need me, but right now is when you really need my guidance to get through what, you know, what you're going through. So, I mean, I'm a firm believer that, you know, people do come back and visit, um, visit you when they pass, when they're ready. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's when they're ready and when they think you're ready. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. And I probably don't say that a lot, Rhonda. It's just me. I say yes, ma'am, yes, sir. You know, so <laughs> please don't mind me. If you want yeah, to call me, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, we're not that old. Come on. Well, I know. It's just the way I was raised. I understand. When my parents raised me, just their their good southern values in so many words. So, you know, I was born and raised here in Virginia. I've never moved. I've never lived anywhere else. So. Yeah, me too. Same here. I've yeah. always been here. I've always been to Virginia. 
And every morning I would wake up and I would run out my room and be like, the clown is moved. The clown is turned around. They're like, oh, wait, you just must have gotten in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. No, I'm not going to get up in the middle of the night and turn this freaky clown to look at me. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. So, and like I said, I had no brothers or sisters. And I know my parents, I mean, they were always funny and they, you know, like to play jokes on people. But I know they wouldn't traumatize her as well. At least okay, so you don't think they're fucking with you? God, my mom, man, she would, she would, we watch these, we watch these movies. I hate horror movies. I don't, just don't like them. They're not my favorite. I just don't, I don't like to watch them. And people make fun of me for it. I don't care. I don't like horror movies. I think because I was a kid, my mom would make me watch horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I would be hiding behind the chair, freaking out and stuff. And then she'd be like, all right, go out. You know, I take the trash out. And I'd have to go downstairs behind the house and go take the trash out. Of course, she would. She would start blinking the lights on and off, going, Ryan, Ryan. That's horrible. That would run down the steps <laughs> as fast as I could. You know, you ever seen that SpongeBob episode, uh, The Night Shift, where yeah. he's like, the hand has the hand. Remember the time when we had to take the trash out? And he's like screaming, running at the, the dumpster? That was me mm-hmm. every night to take the trash out after I'd watch a horror movie. Well, no, I don't feel bad because, you know, Kevin, you know, my husband, he does not, he doesn't do horror movies. And everybody when the Conjuring first, like the the first Conjuring came out, I was like, we have to go see this. Please, please, for love of God, please go see this with me. He was like, fine, all right, I'll go see it with you. And um, so we were sitting in the movie theater, and you know the part where she's lighting the matches? Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see the hands like that, man, he jumped out of the, he, Kevin, I love you, when you watch this, I love you, babe, but he jumped out of his seat, he looked at me, and I think he said every explicitive to me, as quiet as he could, the last word were, I can't believe I allowed, I, I got, uh, you, uh, I can't believe I actually let you talk me into going to watch this movie, <laughs> but he doesn't do horror movies either, but it's, it's weird, because, like, I know a lot of people that don't do horror movies, but love going and doing paranormal mm-hmm. investigating. You know, and I know it's not the same thing. You know, it's not all everything's demons, not everything's not paranormal and stuff like that. But it's just kind of weird how they can't watch like a CGI movie where a ghost is coming through the wall, but they'll go sit in a dark room for two hours trying to communicate with something that you know you can't see, but you might be able to hear. So it's kind of a it's kind of a weird like. Uh, I can't think of the word I want to use right now, but kind of a weird twist in so many words. Yeah, I mean, I think like when I tell people I don't like horror movies, but they're like, you like ghost hunting. I'm like, it's not the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's not like a paranormal activity where I go to the cabin, somebody's going to drag me up the steps or, yeah. you know, something like that. It's 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 not, you know, a scare minute. And, it's, and I don't like jump scares. You know, I don't. I don't particularly like going to the haunted houses where people jump at you. And I think I just. I think I probably get too into movies. That's okay, why. I, okay. I don't love houses. I don't love. I don't like people jumping out and trying yeah. to chase me and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, think I get punched to do that. That's why I don't go to those things. <laughs> for some people, it's a, it's it's an adrenaline thing. You know, yeah. for me, it's a paranoid yeah. thing. You know, and I and same thing. Same thing with going to see like a horror movie, or and I don't like seeing people get cut up and 
and dismembered. And you know, if I get into a character and I like the character, watching them die does not make me feel good. You know, so. Yeah. And it's, you know, see, I, I mean, I love horror movies, but I don't like the the. I'm not into the gory ones like mm-hmm. Saul. Like everybody's like, oh, I can't believe you don't like Saul. I don't like Saul. I don't want to see someone cut their own hand or foot off to be able to escape from the creepy clown or yeah. the creepy face guy or whatever the heck you want to call them. Um, I don't like those kinds of movies, but I I do I do like the jump. I hate to say it. I do like the jump scare movies. You yeah. know.
Um, and, you know, so I got Twin Towers and I got Long John Silver. And then my mom cut my hair very short when I was, my hair is very long, by the way. It's just up in the bun. But um, my mom cut my hair very short. And so, you know, stayed by the bell. I got called Screech, you know. And so, but then once I got older and once I really started delving into the paranormal community, I've met a lot of amazing individuals with amazing locations, both the cabin on 360. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I'm telling you, if anybody's watching and you've never been to the Capitol 360, I highly recommend it because that place is crazy. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's it's in my top five for sure. So, but, yeah, I mean, I finally met my people that are kind of, I don't want to say weird because they're not weird. They're just into the same thing I am, and I'm just kind of like, hallelujah. You know, yeah. I've, I've, met a, I've met a big, huge community family that I absolutely Absolutely adore. So, I mean, we sit around the dark, talk to dead people. I mean, what's weird about that? Isn't Nothing. That, I mean, that's why everybody normal. Everybody at work. I told customers at work. Yeah, I go. I'm a paranormal investigator. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm a ghost hunter, and they're like, What do you mean you're a ghost? I'm like, I go talk to dead people in the dark. Like, is it like is that hard to explain. understand? What it's do you do? People that have never done it, and they're like, Why aren't you scared? I'm like, Look, see on TV. It's not what happens in real life. You can go and sit in a room for two hours and talk to a, a dark room and not have anything. But then you can go somewhere, and as soon as you walk in the door, you're here and knocks and bangs and walks and footsteps and all kinds of stuff. I said, but it's not, not everything's demonic. You can't get possessed. You know, it's very rare that something bad is going to happen to you. And I just have to kind of explain it to them, and they're like, oh, well, that sounds kind of interesting. And I'm like, well, Come on, come join us. You'll be brought in. So. Join us. Come. Yeah. Join the family. We are not a cult. That's right. <laughs> I think a lot of times people, like, when they're, because it has to be entertaining to watch. Yeah. So, so you've got to really kind of play it up. You know, you yeah. get uh, EVP, you got to be more, oh, my God, you know, freak out more so people could yeah. be entertaining for people. Might be like, oh, yeah. okay, well, that's cool, that's nice. Which is yeah, how exactly. we are most of the well, time when we catch something. Yeah, well, and like I tell everybody, I'm like, you can, you watch these shows, they're 30 minutes or maybe an hour long, however long they are. I said, you got to think, they've probably been there anywhere between a week to seven days, sometimes 10 days, and this is just all the edited stuff down of the probably times they sat there and twiddled their thumbs and thought, okay, nothing's going to happen. And then bam, boom, something big happens. Oh, okay, we've got to put that in. The, we've got to put that in that episode to show that this place does have some activity because it, you know, it raises. I don't say awareness, but it raises, you know, interest in the in the location. It, mm-hmm. you, you know, of course, when you show the stuff that does happen, but it's just it's it's weird. But it's just it's my cup of tea. I love it. You know, I dragged my husband into it. My husband is the biggest skeptic you'll ever meet in your entire life. And he's been on plenty of investigations with me, and he's still a skeptic. That's his favorite thing to do is debunk until he cannot explain it. And then he's finally like, okay, yep, that was something that happened. His first investigation ever, he got got touched up at Haldeman Mansion up in um, Pennsylvania when they were still doing uh, public investigations. And you literally, we called it, well, two of our other teammates, Pat and Dallas Barker, um, actually were filming him at not – just him, but just filming, and you actually saw his shirt indent and come back out, and he turns around. There's a guy probably 
a good seven to ten feet away. You see, it's because there's no audio. You see him go, you know, and mm-hmm. the guy's like. So it, from that point on, Kevin was just like looking through like all because we were in a summer kitchen in the middle of Pennsylvania in August, so it was hot as Hades just to begin with. Um, and he was trying to figure out what happened, and he still to the day he can't figure out. And I'm like, you got touched, buddy. You got touched. Just. Except the fact that you got touched. Yeah, exactly. You can move on. Join, <laughs> join us. It's okay. Exactly. We got Angela Ward talking about wanting to investigate the Clown Hotel. Uh, Wes, that's probably oh, yeah. like right up your alley, there, Rachel. Oh. Bring your friend. Nope. 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 Mm-mm. I'm good. Um, you know, I just like 
growing up, you know, the whole Bloody Mary, I think probably it started with the whole Bloody Mary thing. Because I could have swore one time when I did it, I saw something in that mirror and that freaked me out for life. So, you know, but candle trying, put a candle in front of me and let me look into that. I'll do it all day. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I just, just a personal preference in so many words, Rhonda. That I just, yeah, I just don't feel. I mean, everybody has their thing that they either prefer to do or they don't really want to do, be a part of. And I was just curious as to, you know, what was that at? So it's not really the methodology of crying. It's just you don't like the mirror part of it. No, I just don't like the mirror crying. I will candle cry. I will water cry. I'll do, you know, just don't ask me to mirror cry. I just don't feel comfortable within myself um, to be able to do it. Just like I said, personal preference. Some people love it. Some people don't. <laughs> Apparently, you like you let going on with me, so don't mind me. <laughs> you let Angela Ward do some marriage crying or last weekend, according oh, really? to the. Uh, she said, but you let me do the mirror did mirror last weekend. Thanks, uh-huh. girl. No, she no. Called you out. No, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> I did not allow you to do that. You wanted to do that, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> No, that one room that's up at the top of the cabin, you know, all the way in the back, um, you know, there's that mirror. Mm-hmm. And we've actually had a, a, some really good Estes methods sitting in that chair in front of that mirror. Because, you know, we've come, we all have our own kind of thoughts and conclusions that we've come to through our, you know, all of our investigations at the cabin. Um, but we believe that that mirror right there is, a portal between the cabin and the rancher. That makes sense. We believe whatever affected, you know who. Yeah. Over in, I, don't know, I don't know if I can say his name mm-hmm. or not. That's why I just you said, can you can say know it. Who. We talk about it a okay. lot on the show, so. Okay. We believe, I mean, well, I can't say we. Well, maybe I can. I don't know. I'm just going to say we because that's what I'm sticking to. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Um, we believe that, you know, that whatever affected Randy over in the rancher, can go between the rancher and the cabin, between that mirror. And so, and we've had some very active Estes methods. We actually used the tripwire. The tripwire was going off when I was doing it. I was sitting in there in front in front of the mirror. Of course, you said I don't do mirrors, but I wasn't facing it only. So, um, but in between um, that one room on the all the way on the other side in the room where I was sitting, the tripwire was going off. Bunch of K2 play. Um, and everything, so we just believe that, you know, we can move in between both places in that mirror. We had the tripwire going across the, we were in Melissa's room, and we had to go across the, the door, the threshold, mm-hmm. and it was weird because in front of the door, was it was perfectly still, but on the outside, around the corner, you could tell the lights were flashing, mm-hmm. like she was standing outside the door, or something was standing outside the door, not coming in because we were in there. It was really, you could see the lights flashing against the wall. You couldn't actually see yeah. them, but you could see the lights flashing. Flashing. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I mean, our, you know, when we did um, the episode of Forgotten Friends um, with Forgotten Explorations and, you know, all, and me and Kevin, Krista and Devin, and um, when we did our first episode, we were at the cabin, and it was weird because our devices were going off, but literally Kevin heard a little girl giggle behind him. You can watch the episode. Anybody can watch the episode. Kevin's like, 
everybody's like, did y'all hear that? And kind of like, yeah, that was a little girl giggle. I don't even want to turn around, you know, and mm-hmm. we all went and investigated. And then that one door that was in um, Randy's old room with the bell on it, we literally had that door closed, shut, shut. And we got on our body cam. I put a cat ball in front of it, and I made sure that door was shut. Like, I pulled on it, made sure it was completely shut. We caught on our body cam that we you could hear the door unlatch and open up and the cat ball goes off. So, yeah, it's crazy. That's like the cabin. The cabin is Kevin's favorite. That's his favorite location ever. The cabin is definitely, like I said, in my top five. Um, there's some other places. No offense, Ryan. I, I mean, I, 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 no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I mean, I, At all. I, don't, want, I don't want to make the host mad. <laughs> no, I understand completely. I mean, like I, I'm just glad stuff happens when you know people go out there. I never expect it to happen. Yeah. That's the thing when you go on these investigations. You know, you never can expect paranormal activity to happen. Um, you really just go. You gotta go for the experience and hope something yeah, exactly. happens. Exactly. You we know? went to places like um, we went to Trans Allegheny. I think back in 2020, did a private there, and we hardly got any, and that's supposed to be one of the most haunted places out there, and we hardly got any activity at all when we were there. And then, you know, we went to um, the cabin, again, the cabin, and we, we've gotten an, a massive amount of evidence, and then there's been other times when we haven't gotten anything, or we've got, we haven't gotten anything inside the cabin or the rancher, but out in the woods, I mean, we're doing stuff left and right, and our, you know, KQs are going off, cat balls are going off, we're having great SS methods, double SS methods. It's just, it's crazy, but it, it, they don't do it on command. They're not public. They, they, you know, they're not there to, you know, like a horse and buggy show in so many words. You know, if they want to communicate, they're going to communicate. If they don't want to, they're not going to do it. Right. You know, and a lot of people don't understand that, especially when they're new to it and they're really interested in it. And, it, and but then they get upset because nothing happens. Well, I mean, sorry that nothing happened, but they're not just gonna. It's 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 not just gonna be an active thing constantly like you see on most of the shows that are on TV nowadays. Which don't get me wrong, I love watching. I watch all of them, well, almost all of them. But you know, and it really depends on the day you go to. I've, I've gone to like St Albans, like on a Saturday or something, and it's it kind of quiet. Nothing really happened. And you'd be like, well, we should have been here last night. Shit was flying off the walls. It was crazy. Yeah. The next day, not so much. Maybe they maybe didn't have the energy to, yeah. to um, yeah. Yeah. interact. Well, see, and I'm also, I'm also a firm believer it's all about the energy that you bring with you as well and who yeah. you have with you. Because, I mean, if you have – you have a, a collective group that is just into it and are just, it's just, they're just exuding that energy out. The spirits and ghosts, like I said, whatever you would like to call them, are going to feed off of that and they're going to be able to interact and communicate with you more if they want to. But if you're just sitting there like a bump on a log, not asking questions or not interacting or not really into it, then more than likely they're going to be like, forget this, I'm not even going to waste my energy to try to communicate with you. And that's what we try to, you know, that's what we try to tell people, especially at our public investigations. We're not guaranteeing that something's going to happen, but it's all about the energy that you exude out and the energy that you bring with you and interact with, because the more that you do that, 
the more nine times out of ten something's going to end up happening, whether it's just a little knock or it's a little footstep or, you know, it's a little whisper that you hear. Um, I am a firm believer and I'm a firm believer in just the energy that you put onto the atmosphere. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes it feels like it takes one person with the wrong attitude, and it just ruins it for everybody. One person. Yep, exactly. I am in agreement with you on that one, Rhonda, because it, it, it does. One one bad one bad apple can ruin the whole bunch, as the old as the old Southern saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it and it's true. It can. You know, if you have that one, and I hate to say it, because I'm all about. I love. And I hate to say this because this is probably going to sound horrible, but I love making a skeptic a believer. Yeah. Because okay. those, those, that's the, because, oh, I don't believe in this, blah, 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 so on. So, okay. You know, and then when that one thing happens and you just see that look mm-hmm. on their face, you're like, mm-hmm. see, told you. It's real. Yeah, it's really not yeah. skeptic so much. Sometimes it brings the energy down. It's the person drugged by their significant other that doesn't want to be there that's like, I don't even want to be here. What are we doing? Yep. Like, that's yep. the one that just kills the energy. The skeptic, yep. at least usually they're interacting and like, no, or, or whatever. So, yeah. But even in the real life, if, if someone's pissed off or has a bad attitude, you're not going to talk to them. You wanna, you're you going to want to avoid them, you know. Exactly. So the same thing will go for the, the you know, spirits. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. I mean, you know, you got to think, they were, you know, they were all somebody that lived before, and they're just passed on. And, you know, we're just trying to communicate with a human being. You know, you have to treat them with the same respect as you would treat someone that's flesh and blood human standing in front of you. You're talking face to face. You can't be, you can't be mean. You can't be rude. You know, you can't be a, a, a butthead about it. I'm trying to think of a word instead of the a-hole word. I'm sorry. Um, because if you're, you know, rude to them, they're not going to want to interact with you. They're not going to want to try to get whatever they're saying out to you through EVPs or, you know, playing, messing with your equipment and so on and so forth. They're just, they're, I know I wouldn't want to do it. No, forget you going about your business. So, you know, I, that's why, you know, I try to, when we do our public investigations, I just try to tell everybody, just be respectful just show up, you know, to speak with them like you would talk to somebody somebody that's, like, right beside you. Or, you know, if you think it's an old lady, treat it like you would your nana or your grandma. Or if it feels like a mother, you know, a mother motherly figure, treat it like you would want someone to treat your mother if they were speaking with her. You know, so it's just, it's, it's all about, it's just all about the energy. Again, it's all about the energy. <laughs> so... It's it's tough when you try to approach something like doing EVP session. You try to approach like having a conversation, but it's tough when you don't get the responses right away. Um, I know that I would try to talk to people at the cabin. You know, it's, I try to talk to them like having a conversation with them, but it's hard because you don't know what they're saying. You know, but it's, you know and and it end up kind of go kind of going back into the rut where I, you know is anybody here? The same basic questions. Um that people usually ask on investigations. Um, where, how do you approach, like, when you go and you do an EVP session, are you more, like, trying to converse? Or if you do, how do you do it? Because I have a hard time with it. Or do you basically ask response questions, trying to get a response? 
Um, we do a little bit of both. Um, you know, we, of course, we do the, okay, if you're here with us, can you tell us your name? Can you tell us how old you are? You know, are you a woman, a man, or a child? We'll do stuff like that. But, and then, you know, we'll also ask the, you know, if you could tell us how did you pass, you know, those kinds of questions. But also at the same time, what we like to do, we also like to ask them about their lives, their life, what they did when they were living. Like you say, what was your favorite dress that you, if it's like a period, like a historic place, what was your favorite color dress that you love to wear? Um, What did you like, you know, we like to learn about how their life was when they were living and then also what they're also experiencing in the other, you know, realm in the afterlife. Um, But sometimes we get some of the essence some of the best EVPs when we're just having general conversation mm-hmm. between all of us. Yeah. We're just talking and kind of shooting, you know, shooting them, you know what. And, you know, we'll just happen to go back and listen. We're like, hold on, what was that? And we'll rewind it. And it's just like they're answering something that we're just, they're answering not even a question. They're just kind of having a conversation right along with us. Um, so if we like to try to do a little bit of, of those, and it also kind of, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, you know, everybody has an opinion, just like everybody has a, and they all think sometimes, but um, we, um, I just totally lost my train of thought. So sorry. That happens to me all the time. I'm up to Every day of my life. Yes, I've been up to 445, so I'm just like, it just completely went out of my brain. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it, there's just different approaches that you can have during any investigation um, to try to, you know, have that communication with, you know, whatever is happening, uh, you know, at, at at the location that you're at. I Like I said, I can't remember what I was trying to say now. I'll do so. that sometimes. I'll start talking. And I'd be like, you know, get to like have a point at the beginning of their car, like where I start talking, and I kind of go, you know, kind of lose the point while I'm talking. Like, what was he talking about again? Yep. Oh, you know, I'm famous. You know, people make fun of me because I will, I can talk to the wall. <laughs> um, but I'll start talking about something. And I'll have a valid point, but then I'll think of something. I'm like, oh, but yeah, but this, and then there will be like ten side stories and nine sub stories, yeah, and then five more other sub stories, and then I'm like. Well, what was I talking about to begin with? What were we talking about? So, yeah, I think that's probably what just happened. <laughs> so, please forgive me. <laughs> all of us. Yeah. Well, let me ask both of, you, both of y'all something. I want to ask both of y'all something. Okay, turn the table. Ryan, what is your favorite location that you've ever been to? Mm. Excluding the obvious one. Well, yeah. Yeah. God, that's tough. Because, I mean, each location I've been to, like St. Albans was, is very special because I like the people there, and I like going out mm-hmm. there. Um, and Rikers Park is a good mm-hmm. one. Okay. Very active location. Uh, Hanover Tavern was very active as well. Um, so I guess I can't have a favorite location because each, each place has has – been good to me. Yeah. Um, where it's like, well, I don't want to leave these people out because, you know. So I think every location 
it has a special place in my heart. I get it. Which I know is a PC answer, but it's yeah. the truth. I, I mean, know, I, I no, enjoy that's why I asked. Rhonda, how about you? I can honestly say probably the one I've had the most fun at so far was St. Albans. That's just fun, and it's just a lot. I mean, I had one of my first there. I saw my first crawler like that come up, you know, was there. Um, then my all-time favorite, but, I mean, because I've investigated there so much in Soul Grove Plantation out in um, Fort Royal. Just because it's rare you don't get any – I mean, we do have nights when we don't get anything. I mean, it happens, you know, just like anywhere else. But usually you get something, something yeah. that makes you go, huh. It happens yeah, I've been, I've been interested in going there. I've heard a lot of good things about Bell Grove, and I just haven't had a chance to go out there yet. So that's, that's going to be – that's next on my – well, I can't say next on my list, but that's one of the locations that I would want to get into. So, Yeah. So we're getting towards the end of the show, at least the blog talk part of the show. That's going to cut off in about in about uh, three minutes here. Um, how do you, people get in touch with you? I'm going to talk. You talk about what you guys have coming up here in the uh, next few months. Um, well, I mean, I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Um, it's a lot more on Facebook. So Facebook would be the easiest way to get in touch with me or to see what I am, um, what, not me personally, but what's coming up and, you know, with Lumeri or RTL um, <clears throat> and the other groups, you know, that I, that I post stuff for, Get Haunted, Forgotten Explorations, Forgotten Friends, you know, Dirt Road Paranormal, like, I just... I'm a lover of all. I'm a lover of all. But, yeah, Facebook would be the easiest way for anybody to see exactly what's, um, what's coming up with uh, pretty much all of those. Like, we'll be um, we'll be going to Crescent, doing a private in Crescent on the 4th of August, and then Berkeley Plantation with Summary Promotions is the 12th um, down in Charles City, Virginia. Then the 18th, we're doing a private at Sweet Springs with a bunch of our group from RTL Paranormal. Sweet Springs, if you've never been to Sweet Springs, oh, my gosh, you have to go to Sweet Springs. That place is nice. But it is so active, and it is so crazy, and it's great. Anyways, um, but, yeah, but Facebook literally is the easiest way to get in touch with me. Just message me. Just look me up. Send me a friend request, whatever. You know, you want to do pretty much everybody that's on here. I'm already friends with. But if there's anybody new, hit your girl up. <laughs> so, but, yeah, that would be the easiest way. Awesome. And Rhonda, you are the co-host of the Orion Effect on the Rift Radio Network. Yes. Every Sunday night from 7 to 8 p.m. And we have my buddy from the Boo Crew, Tyler Darnell of Covert Paranormal, with us this Sunday. That's going to be a fun show. I I had him on the show uh, back in December of last year. It was a good good interview. It was lots of fun. Yeah. Let's see. We've got yeah, yeah. We've got some stuff coming up at, at the cabin, uh, yeah. July, yeah. No, August seventeenth and eight, no, eighteenth and eighteenth and nineteenth. Eighteenth and nineteenth. Haunted Nights is having a, a big event for uh, Brad Sites at the cabin on three hundred and sixty. Two nights, all the money goes to Brad's family, 